Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Delhi Capitals podcast with me Supreeta Das. I'm super excited about this one uh because our guest on the podcast today is someone who I'm very fond of uh as a human being, as a cricketer and also she is our first representative from our WPL team. So please welcome the one and only Shikha Pandey. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. I I'm really impressed with the introduction you've given me. I think at after I was done I was expecting like a round of applause like it's a live show and then I realized it's just us. I'm sorry I I'll do that for you. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Earlier this year when um, the first edition of the Women's Premier League happened uh, and Delhi Capitals acquired a team I was super duper happy and joyous. Um and I know how long you all were waiting for to play in a competition. um like like the WPL your first thoughts on how the first edition went and of course we did super well to just miss out on the trophy by a whisker yes i ge- i guess it was a dream tournament for us uh, especially for someone who played the last year of domestic cricket i was really chuffed for the domestic players more than anyone else a lot of us do get chance to play international cricket and we get to rub our shoulders against the best uh, in in cricket but then to have a 18 year old or a 19 year old or someone who's been struggling toiling hard at the domestic circuit for them to have an opportunity to play against and with the likes of Meg Lanning for example is huge and i was really chuffed for them initially there would be a lot of 16 17 year olds in my team asking me about uh what it is and how it is to play against players like Meg but now they were thinking that they also stand a chance to you know uh play against and with these great cricketers uh about dc in particular i was i was really excited when i got to know that i got picked by dc uh a uh, a real shame that i did not follow the auction process as mm-hmm. i just got in into the world cup squad i just got in back into the team so i thought at that point I, it was important for me to stay in the moment and i hadn't played uh, the first two games for india so i was just hoping to get my chance and to make a mark and contribute towards the team's success so um uh, then i got told by jemmy mm. <laughs> and that as in dc i was like ah jemmy i am i am am i new team but then when i got to see the other players i was super duper excited i've known of jemmy am i in your team like is that out of irritation or love what is it <laughs> jemmy is the most irritating person i know probably <laughs> I mean yeah I mean you need to be energetic but Jamie yeah. like energetic even at 2 a.m in the morning Correct. so that's Jamie for you and uh, yes I mean on the flip side it's always good to have players like Radha Jamie in the yeah. team who are like full of energy and they bring a lot to the cricket field other and than you know, just they take amazing catches exactly exactly so most of the wickets that I got is because <laughs> of the brilliant catches that these guys took I mean full credit to them so Yes uh the first season was really great when i got to know that uh, there are such great cricketers in my team i i remember telling a lot of my india teammates that i'm so happy with the team not just because they are great cricketers but they are great human beings and i think um you know the inaugural edition of the wpl is in a way it's great it's a watershed tournament because everyone's been waiting it for it for so long so it's a sign of uh how far we've come with regards to the uh, women's game but also how far we have to move and take the game forward right um so i i wanted to ask you where do you see the women's game uh what kind of a space do you think it currently is in 
I guess the numbers speak for themselves when when the whole auction process took place we actually got to know the numerical and the monetary uh, ba- I mean based stats about how it was the second biggest tournament women's league in the world and all of that and the only league that people were looking uh, in terms of women's cricket was WBBL and right. for us in the very first season to you know have a tournament at this huge uh platform was was really good for global women's sport i would say we'll not just confine ourselves to women's cricket but it's it's such a huge opportunity i mean i've i've repeated this like 100 times probably but i'll again repeat it for a young kid who is just 5 or 6 when i was 5 or 6 or i've had so many teammates who have left cricket <coughs> because they couldn't pursue cricket as a career but today when i am a 5 or a 6 year old kid not just a girl i would say uh, girl, girls in particular they are watching us play the whole month of march on the telly and they they can aim to uh, dream big and it's not just not them their parents who are watching the cricket alongside them will be ready to support their dreams yeah. so for a lot of us who've had success on um in in the field of cricket uh is probably despite the system and not because of the system it's not probably it is despite the yes. system yes so but now we will probably see lot many more girls coming yeah. through and they'll be playing cricket because they can see their idols playing cricket on the telly every every single night as we know for uh, for women athletes in india irrespective of what is your sport of choice uh pretty much all those journeys across sports are against the odd kind of narratives right uh could you tell us a little bit about uh, those hurdles or obstacles that you wish you know uh, were not part of your journey but now when you look at it in perspective you feel like yaar ye bhi kiya tha main ye bhi karna pada tha for me it was not more about family support because i probably i'm sitting here talking to you just because of the support that i got from my parents and yeah. from my sister but it was more to do with i mean as a 90s kid there's this uh there's a quote that everyone would use when i was growing up padhoge likhoge banoge kharab banoge nawab and kheloge kudoge banoge kharab but at home it was my father would say you can finish your homework and you can use all the other time to indulge yourself in wh- whatever interests you so yeah. it was just about finishing my homework studying and then from 4:30 to 7:30 i was allowed to go play cricket he he's a teacher he's a retired teacher so and we've had humble background in terms of where we came from so his only uh, motto for us to follow was to get better than what he was and uh, so he made sure that i studied and i still i i think uh, the one thing that i believe in what he told me was edu- education is going to stay with me till i die i can probably physical sport or anything else is not going to stay longer but he wanted us to pursue higher studies and all of that so i was really good at studies i i would play a lot of gully cricket with boys uh and i mean the normal story everywhere i had a boy cut people wouldn't know that there's a girl playing alongside so uh, but then studies was the priority and uh, and i actually started professionally t- trying to learn cricket as a kid was when i was 18 when i was in my second year of engineering and mm. got into engineering so whenever i see these 10 11 year old kids i'm like wow you you guys are so lucky because yeah. they start so early and uh, there are pros and cons to that too i think uh, sometimes when you're starting early you, you there, there are chances of you getting exhausted which i see in a lot of kids uh, that's why i'm a huge supporter of multi sport uh, bringing up and then um i was mature by the time i started playing cricket and i knew 
I came from a background where if I was devoting my time into something, it had to uh, it had to be useful and it had to I mean I, I had to produ produce results for that matter. So I mean that's my story and then uh, I just played one year of under 19 cricket but yeah you just said that's my story skipping things like an engineering degree Indian uh, Air Force <laughs> like I said I was good in studies so yeah. 10 standard I was a 90 percentile uh, CBSE uh, mm -hmm. student and then because I was interested in physics and mathematics my obvious choice of subjects was getting into engineering yeah. um, scored an 89 point something in my 12th as well uh, took up engineering like I said before started in my second year my sister is also an engineer hmm. so uh, this very funny story she actually wanted to be a doctor but because uh, she couldn't clear the exam and there were not those many seats available she had to take up engineering and when I had to choose between what I wanted to do take up a job with a multinational company when yeah. I when I passed out in 2010 uh, she was the one who supported my dream and uh, she was the one who persuaded my parents and said, I couldn't pursue my dream, but I can see that she will be able to. So let her, you know, give, let's, let's give her that whole year for her to pursue her dream. So after getting placed, I said no to a lot many companies and I said, I want to take a year off. Yeah. Uh, which is very difficult yeah, uh, knowing. Not everyone has that yes. privilege, we can call yes, it so. Yes, yeah. yes. So she was the one who kind of supported me and... Uh, Again, I didn't make it in that one year. I mm. had a very good season. Uh, the first ever NCA that happened, I was part of that. But then, like I said, uh, it didn't really work out. So as a kid growing up, I've done all my studies in Kendri Vidyalaya. So mm. you have this defense set up and uh, you see cadets exercising, getting punished every morning when you're going to the school. So I, the other dream for me was to join armed forces. Mm. And then I, I remember this very funny conversation. My father says, uh, who knows, you might join services and then you might get to play as well. I didn't really know that so Indian Air Force or any of the services did not have a women's team. I still had the dream. Okay, fine. I might get to play. But uh, a lot of things, I mean, I truly believe that a uh, lot of people in the background helped me. Mm. Like uh, at that time, NCA, the... Um, the administrative manager, he was a ex-wing commander, he was a retired wing commander, wing commander Jha, he's no more. Uh, so he saw me and, he's, and he literally spoke to someone in the Air Force saying, this girl has huge potential, she's gotten into Air Force, make sure that you give her enough opportunities. Wow. I had no idea about all of these. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Air Marshal, uh, at that time he was a Commodore, uh, Baladitya sir, he was someone without even me knowing about it, I would get all the permissions to go continue playing cricket. So I got commissioned as an Air Force officer in 2012, July, and June 30th, sorry. And then in a year's time, I was playing for India in 2014. Wow. And to be very honest, I've seen Air Force was literally bending rules for me, yeah. Air Force Sports Control Board, because the two cadres that are there, in officer cadre, there is no sports entry. So I literally got into Air Force through my studies because I'd done my engineering. Mm. I cleared the SSB. Also, uh, funnily enough, I actually went, rode the AFCAT and went for the SSB when I was in Bangalore already for a cricket camp. Mm. And just because the dates were close, closer, Correct. I kind of said, uh, let me just go. And I had... I mean, I used to read a lot and I had read an article about how Amitabh Bachchan couldn't clear an SSB. <laughs> and I was amazed. The, what is this? That's, it's so difficult. Let's try giving Get it. it. And I cleared my SSB in my first attempt. 
and it was fun i mean it was a really different uh, experience i would say and then uh, then there's this whole thing whether i should join air force or not and all of that and my ranking was pretty good so my f- like i i mentioned before my father said if it's you're destined to play you will play yeah. and uh, so many people working behind i had no clue about all of this that happened i only got to know when i played for india and uh, i guess the stars align and if you're fortunate enough you'll be there at the right time at the right place yeah. and i got lucky i mean i i still consider myself lucky because not everyone have uh, that opportunity to pursue one dream and here i was able to pursue both of them yeah So yeah uh, in March 2014 I I debuted for India and uh, the selectors actually showed so much faith for me to kind of go into a world cup why fast bowling as a choice because mostly kids pick up and they want to become batters mostly in India right everybody's role model is Sachin Tendulkar okay now Virat and there's MS Dhoni um why fast bowling though as a kid growing up also my idol was Sachin Tendulkar and huh. like i said when we would travel to our native place like uh, i'm actually uh, from uttar pradesh i call myself a pan indian because i was born in um, now telangana ramagundam a place in telangana hmm. and brought up i we moved to goa when i was 8 hmm. so um there there were these books which would come at that time cricketing books cricket samrat yeah and all of those books and the first thing i would go to a bookstore was pick up cricket samrat because that's like my absolute favorite champak and all of those gokulam i've grown up so every day in the night we were meant to read and then sleep that was uh, i mean that was a routine that we would follow papa being a teacher so i would read these books and i read an interview of sachin that he wanted to go to mrf i don't know whether he actually made it to mrf or not but because of his height he was told that he could can't be a fast bowler and i probably growing up was shorter than him i was being very naive and i said oh i mean that's nonsense i mean i can become a fast bowler and i'll show the world as if anyone is going to <laughs> going to care about what i'm doing in my life and i'm going to kind of bowl fast so that was when i started uh, kind of loving fast bowling and wanting to be a fast bowler after that when i actually started watching a lot of cricket i've watched a lot of cricket with papa and I didn't really like the shots package as much but huh. wickets package was something that I would look forward to okay. like if I had to head out to play I would make sure that I saw the wickets package so small little things like that okay but the first under 19 tournament that I played I still loved batting I still love batting even now I call myself a bowling all-rounder hmm. so uh, that is probably one of the reasons then and then uh, when you watch test match cricket I I was I had fallen in love with test match cricket. So even when I was writing my 10th standard board exams, I would get up in the morning at 4 4:30 to watch Ashes or watch India yeah. play Australia in Australia. I would love the way Glenn McGrath would come in bowl and they were like they were my heroes growing up. So I would then I started having a liking for for bowlers who could bat Sean Pollock, Lance Cluson was an absolute favorite in the 99 World oh, Cup. You're taking the best names. and Rufland of the 2005 uh, Ashes series so i kind of had a liking for them so then i kind of wanted to become do you have any posters up in your room yes so sports star uh, f- again because yes ah. yes even cricket samrat had posters so which ones did you have i had so many of them uh, no the fast bowlers i had javigar shrinath i had uh, all, all the medium pieces that were there i had andrew flintoff's uh, poster as well lance klusner 
and i i started understanding the rules and all of that uh, in 97 98 96 world cup i still remember jaisuriya hitting sixes i wouldn't still understand the rules and all of that i must have been 6 or 7 by then but 98 uh, the sandstorm uh, innings that sachin played in charge i was sleeping then 9:30 and yeah. my father woke me up and he said if you ever want to play cricket you should play like this so um, i mean all the fast bowlers even if they were not indians yeah. were people that i would look forward to watching watching them bowl and uh, uh, i i guess sometimes uh, even when i'm playing cricket now i think of how simple uh, playing cricket was back then and then i try to go back to that 5 year old kid who loved the sport just because i could go play with my friends there were no phones there were mm-hmm. no video games road rash was one that we would play on the computer back then but then the only way i could speak to my friends and have fun was to physically go out yeah, there yeah meet them and play with them yes yeah you you of course been part of two two world cup finals 2017 you know after that heartbreaking loss um at lords by nine runs you all land in mumbai uh and the kind of love and the kind of reception that everyone got you you wouldn't believe that it was for a runners up side that how how was that feeling you know knowing that you know i'm final haar chuke hum bahut kareeb the trophy ke lekin hum nahi jeet paaye but hey idhar to story alag hi hai ha i mean acha to laga all of us were heartbroken i mean it was so bad that the next in the morning i we went for breakfast and we couldn't see anyone at breakfast because no one wanted to eat mm. and one thing i would like to mention here is uh, there are so many fans and supporters of the sport and they feel so bad and they kind of abuse cricketers yeah uh just because we've lost a game uh, not just because because we have lost a game and all of that uh they need to understand sometimes that they are just watching the match on the telly and we are the ones who are actually playing the sport and it's so difficult for us to sometimes digest it i mean even now when you said 2017 i've literally gone back i didn't have a very good final yeah. i've literally gone back onto the ground and uh, I, i've just kind of there are two three glimpses of what what just happened and all of that and i've just gone gone back to those uh, memories uh yeah yes it was i mean it was none of uh, none of us expected the kind of reception that we got here we got to meet the pm and the reception that we got at the airport to start with was was nothing that we had ever dreamt of uh again just because all the matches were televised yeah. and uh we also <coughs> need to understand that um there were 15 playing members of the 2017 world cup but the work that had been done by so many other players for us to Before get there that, right? yes a uh, lot many of us do not give enough credit to the ex women cricketers uh which i think should start happening mm-hmm. i've seen the culture in the other countries which is slightly different from what it is now mm-hmm. but i think on that front we are slightly uh we don't really acknowledge the ex women cricketers that mm-hmm. the work that they have done we talk about the pay parity and all of that right now but when you hear stories from the legends of the sport like a julu dev and they talk about how they would travel in unreserved bogies and in the trains and all of that they didn't get any money to play cricket yeah. but the only thing that pushed them to continue playing cricket was the passion that they have for, had they had for the sport so all of the work that they did kind of culminated in in the 2017 world cup and also the f- the first time wpl started and we we need to 
realize and we need to give credit where it is due yeah. for all the work that the ex-women cricketers have done. Well, you mentioned 2017 and, you know, by 2017, when you guys came back, um, all of that, you know, hoo-ha and the celebration and all of that happened. And then uh, you guys had also become known faces which is why the appetite for the women's game, I think, uh, grew. And uh, whenever there was an India match, you know, that wasn't televised, you'd always find people on Twitter saying, this is the Indian team, South Africa ke saath khel rahe, first tournament hai World Cup ke baad, kaha dikhega, kaun stream kar rahe, right? Which was amazing. And it built up to 2020, of course, where we again made it to the final, you know, before the pandemic hit and sort of changed all our lives. You said you brewed, but after you've, dealt with two losses in two big finals how how would you cope if different athletes have different ways of doing it it's not easy and like you said it's easy for people to be tweeting away or just you know saying se final mein. So. Uh, so there was this documentary that ICC made beyond beyond bon- boundary if I'm hmm. not wrong mm-hmm. and uh, so it I think it came in March and it was towards the end of March or probably April first week and my parents wanted to watch it huh. it had come on social i think it was available on netflix if i'm not wrong yeah it was yeah and my parents wanted to watch it and i said yeah you can go ahead and watch and because it was pandemic i was staying with them uh so i said you can go ahead and watch uh, and they're like you're not going to watch it i said no why will i watch oh gosh and then they were and they're like no we would want to watch it along with you so uh sometimes you kind of forget about the good that you've done and you Mm. just fixate at the wrong things or probably that one match where you haven't done well and i wrote a blog also about it how proud i was to be uh that one member in that 86,000 plus crowd that came that was probably the highest uh crowd attendance till then in australia i actually spoke to raman sir who was the coach and i spoke to him and he said Sometimes some players uh, are on fire and you you drop a chance of theirs in, in the first go, then they make you pay. And that's what happened. And Elisa Healy was on another planet that day. The kind of hitting that she did was... Unreal. Uh, yeah, yes. At some points, I did not have any answer for it. But again, uh, we couldn't win the World Cup. Again, brooding did happen. Mm. And I'm someone who always likes going back and watching videos. I like doing all of that mm. stuff. I, I Post-mortem. Not post-mortem. Uh, even before preparing for a tournament, I, sure. I like to do my uh, research, I would say. And I actually make notes about what am I going to do against this player and that player. And that didn't really work in that final that we played against uh, Australia. Then you need to give yourself another target or an aim to achieve and then you try to focus all of your energy towards that because that's how you are going to get out of what has happened so then i thought of getting into another world cup and trying my level best to contribute uh, towards uh, to be the best team player that i can uh, i know i'm not someone who's very talented i've had to put a lot of hard work i'm not very athletic as well i i actually need to put a lot of work even on that front but then i told myself that the next time i get an opportunity to play for india i'll make it count so yeah it's just about having the dream of winning a world cup the under 19s did it yeah. uh, highly motivated uh, individuals we were when we were watching them play the finals but then it's about winning that world cup because to be very honest no one remembers the runners up or the number uh, the people who come second it's only always people who are first who are remembered movies are made on people who are winners 
which I think is is not fair, but that's how the world works. So it's about winning a World Cup. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I think that's what is going to bring about the change. No changes can happen overnight, of course. But a trophy, a medal, will come. impact will be different. Since we were speaking of brooding and heartbreaks, I want to touch upon your personal journey uh, as a cricketer. There have been, I think, safe to call it heartbreaks with regards to being picked not being picked for india i know it cannot be easy how do you still what drives you uh, that's a very difficult question to answer uh, i've people just talk about the 2022 world cup uh, about me not being picked i was not even picked for 2018 world cup mm. i've literally made a lot of comebacks because there was not much media attention to women's cricket before that yeah. uh, there have been lot of stories probably we can kind of speak about them for two hours but i guess uh, it's not going to serve any purpose so when i didn't get picked i i thought it was the end of the day for me i had thoughts of uh, retiring probably and because it's the world cup at the end, end of the day and i had played the whole world cup cycle yeah. i had taken good number of wickets i would say and i thought i was good enough to still play cricket and then i didn't get picked uh again it was selections are not in my hands but then the decisions that i come to get out of those situations was were completely in my hand i couldn't get myself to get out of the bed for 10 straight days i still remember that and i spoke to my sister about it and then she says don't try to take any emotional decision because uh, you are not thinking straight right now hmm. and after after 10 odd days uh, i i st- started going to play uh, against boys uh, to my childhood coach the first coach that i used to play uh, i used to train under and i just wanted to get so busy training that i would forget uh, about anything just get tired and go off to sleep because yeah it does it does i can i can vouch for it i would do heavy conditioning in the morning heavy gym sessions in the morning um and when i look back at it i i think that i was blessed i was blessed to have so many good people in my life because it can get really difficult when you're just alone trying to take the pain off you and i had some uh the training staff that and the uh the coaches that i had at goa cricket association not once did anyone mention about me not getting picked it was all about how could i get better and i i still thought there were things that were not great in my game and i kind of started working towards them i thought my batting capability is something that's more than what it is depicted and i scored lot of runs in domestic uh that year in april i still didn't get picked to play exhibition ipl games women yeah. ipl games and then as like i said i was trying to find all the ways to get that love for the sport back because i thought i was falling out of love I have been that happens uh, when you're pursuing something at the highest level right there is a reason why you started pursuing your career why I started doing mine because of the love for it and then comes in the pressure of performing at the highest level and you kind of lose out on that that love reduces diminishes a little bit yes as international cricketers sometimes you forget about the process you're yeah. just looking at Outcomes. the results mm. uh there have been days that i've bowled the best that i could and i've just gotten a wicket or probably gone wicketless 
uh, there are a lot many spells like that of mine and there have been days that I've bowled absolute crap I've bowled full tosses mm-hmm. and I've gotten wickets of those so we kind of forget we, we become so result oriented yeah. when you are a professional cricketer and I guess at that time you need a good mentor uh, he they can be your coach or they can be your well-wisher a friend your parents anyone who kind of gets you back to the reality of not making your life that materialistic it's about you understanding that you did well and it's okay the wickets column does matter but the runs that you give in the maiden column which comes first in the bowlers analysis does matter too so for me i mean i was just trying to find figure out different ways of you know trying to get the uh get that love for the game back in 2021 we toured australia and uh, there's talia megram and she just came back into the side and she was completely different individual her mindset so i read an article that spoke about her having some sessions with belinda clark Mm. absolute legend of the game and uh, i just took a chance i got in touch with melanie jones another fantastic human being she is amazing i got in touch with her and i asked for belinda's email id and if she could introduce me and she uh, did the introduction and i i mean i i still remember it must be a two page long email that i wrote to belinda and i had absolutely zero uh, expectations of her replying back mm-hmm. to be very honest in a week's time i guess one day in the morning i get up and i have a reply from to belinda clark i'm wow. like wow and then i started working with her and uh, working in the sense she's not a friend of mine I'd say that I was blessed to uh, do the leadership course that she runs in Australia. Mm. I did the course with her and when I didn't get picked to be very honest I thought I add zero value to any team. And yeah, and the conversations terrible. that I had with her were more towards how can I help anyone? Uh and then she just told me you actually know uh, the knows or what not to do in the team environment or with the situation around mm-hmm. you can actually because you're the captain of the goa side you can get back and do and you you literally know what to do mm-hmm. and i got back to the team and we had there were so many things that we started doing in terms of squad mentality uh that way i'm i'm, I'm so blessed to play in a team that where uh, we, we are so focused on the team doing well yeah. there's no place for individuals in my goa team i mean i say that with a lot of pride and every time i play with me my team we make sure that uh we are working as a team because uh that, that that's one thing i take a lot a lot of pride in so a 16 year old uh still calls me chiku and my teammates call me chiku so there is no senior junior in goa team yeah. it's about who's more experienced and who needs to take a little more responsibility and who's less less lesser experienced so we i got back to doing things that i would want in an ideal team environment and i started having a lot of conversations with them because i wasn't able to give that much time and i was with the indian air force but now i had a lot of time i would stay back after my sessions to give throwdowns to my teammates and i realized i was missing out on something and i started having conversations with them long conversations with them and we we tried to bring in everything that we could to make the team environment as a family. Hmm. And I would say that I owe them a lot in terms of me uh wanting to get back and do well for the team, wanting to play higher level cricket again. Belinda is again someone who's kind of sparked that uh 
she helped me get back and then she also helped me to go to australia i so i played last year for a club called winam manly such great people i had fun i had absolute fun so in my to do list uh, when i went to winam was to have fun that was the number one uh, thing on uh, otherwise i'm someone who's so uh, who wants to prepare who wants to watch videos i had no clue who i was playing the next day right and i had absolute fun i mean there were so many australians there the winam guys and they said whenever you play wherever you play you have these aussie supporters and what else can you ask for yeah and i had an absolute blast for the three weeks that i stayed there and played cricket uh, got a 100 in my first game they didn't expect me to wow. bat <laughs> but I, i had fun and then they realized okay she can bat so i had fun on that front too see that's and what you got to keep on top of your list always yes to have yes. fun because yes. that works yes. that's amazing you are far from being done as a cricketer i mean people can write their columns and they can type out their tweets whatever but uh, what is on your cricketing bucket list if i were to ask you so so when i made a comeback in 2018 every international ground every ground that i played at i made sure that i take a picture mm-hmm. which was something that i wouldn't do before and jemmy knows about it so jemmy is the one who's like if she watches if she i'm someone who is not always with my phone i hardly use my phone so if she watches me after a tournament with my phone going towards the ground she'll come running to like yeah i know what you're going for so making memories i guess is is the first thing that i would do enjoying the sport because we don't realize uh, i won't remember anyone for the five wicket haul or 100 that they scored for india i will remember them for the the, the shoulder that they gave me when i wanted to cry so uh, the friendships that you get from playing cricket not just international cricket a club level cricket state level cricket correct is is immense and we sometimes forget about all of those because we are so 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 much into results and all of that so uh having friends is such a huge thing and and friendships for me is probably uh, something that cricket has given me so i've made so many friends on this journey fast bowling is the best thing about cricket because complete the sentence because the stumps stumps shattering is the best thing ever nice uh if you had the magic power to change the results of one of the two world cup finals that you've been a part of which one would it be 2017 or 2020 2017 for sure okay uh your favorite fast bowlers from the past i've i've mentioned them already uh andrew flintoff lance closner sean pollock so many of them i mean everyone everyone who bowls fast is my favorite <laughs> okay a uh, favorite fast bowler from the present from the present i'm still a huge fan of uh, james anderson i uh, shame that stuart board retired all the indian fast bowlers mohammad shami he's seeing presentation mm. jaspreet bumrah is just on his comeback trail hope hopefully does well so many of them okay um a fast bowler you'd love to open the bowling with like a dream bowling partner it could be male female across countries teams whatever i've heard so much about katherine fitzpatrick that's one uh, the second was marizan i always wanted to play uh, and i was so lucky i mean uh, just to add here i know it's it's a rapid uh, that's sure it seemed as though she was the local when we were playing in mumbai and she had so much to tell me and it was funny because when we were taking wickets we were literally not celebrating and going ahead and talking to each other and saying okay this ball is working well here this variation might work here and all of that so yes marizan okay um 
any Delhi Capitals bowler you'd like to open the bowling with? Again, f- so from the from the men's team because you have your teammates in any case in the WPL team. Uh, Ishan Sharma and Andre Kamen, uh, huge fan of his Yorkers. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so you can invite three cricketers home for dinner cricketers. from the past or present. Who would you invite can for dinner? Can it be sports? person and that's my next question oh, so wow. first we do deal with the cricketers cricketers do you not want to call them home <laughs> <laughs> i have to be very diplomatic here so it will be radha shafali and demi from the india teammates of mine from wpl team dc lovely okay so now three non cricketers you'd like to call home for dinner non cricketers okay yeah. roger federer serena williams and andy murray nice okay last one um so there's a whatsapp group with players you've played with and you play with currently who is the one who's going to be sending good morning forwards every day jemmy ward if she was allowed to she would send them at 2 a.m in the morning so yeah she's the one yes who would be the one reacting and responding to every single message again jemmy my god she's winning this the one who would respond the least i <laughs> okay <laughs> Who's the one who would be making all the catch-up plans? Movie देखने चलते, खाना खाने चलते. From here, I think Aru is very, very interested in doing all of those things. Hmm. She was talking about going for a movie, hmm. some Bollywood or uh, masala movie. Okay. Ah, uh, last, who's the one who will just leave the group because she doesn't just believe in group chats? <laughs> Please don't say me. I think Marizan was one who yeah. wouldn't really uh, answer like all the questions, and me as well. Yes. Okay. And the very last one, uh Shikha, the title of your autobiography oh. would read Oh wow. Um The Headband Warrior or something. It's a good one. Yeah. Keep it in your notes. I, I think you have it. it. You have it in your CPU. Uh, that sometimes doesn't help because I remember the bad things more. <laughs> I mean they're all a part of your story. Uh Shikha thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming on our podcast. I hope you had a good time. I had a wonderful time chatting and uh we will see you around in WPL and yeah. I think that title you said was pretty good so just keep doing your thing. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. I'm not much of a social media person but, but I like podcasts and I'm going to listen to all the DC podcasts like I promised you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you.